Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EFG Daily Commute. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, and I am also the founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. That is a website on the internet where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give everyone the information they need to get their family game on. This also happens to be my ride to work. So, uh, yesterday evening, uh, some pretty significant news broke, and it was actually somewhat convenient for me because I had no idea what I was going to podcast about today. Um, so, thank you, Sony. So, uh, Sony has announced, and they confirmed this with a statement sent to GamesDaily.biz, um, or I'm sorry, GameIndustry.biz, is um, that they're not going to E3 again this year, that they are uh, foregoing E3 um, in and in exchange, they will be attending, quote unquote, hundreds of other consumer events, which likely means, you know, PAXs and, um, you know, other smaller, quote unquote, smaller conventions. Um, and they will probably be throwing their own, like, pop-up consumer events that they're, that they're going to do as well. So, um... Yeah, man, E3 is just not doing great. So, um, longtime fans of the EFG programming know that we make a real big deal out of E3 every year. Um, I bring a group together, we meet in a house, we watch the press conferences, we, you know, produce a bunch of content, and I will continue to do that until E3 is no more. But I really have a feeling that over the next handful of years, that's probably going to be true at which point we'll have to figure something else out. Um, it really comes down to the fact that the ESA, which is um, the Entertainment Software Association that puts on E3, is just not doing a terribly good job catering to the different groups inside of you know, the E3 exhibitor audience, right? Like there are certain groups that really want it to be all about fans, that really want it to turn into like a Gamescom, uh, which is massive and involves the public, etc. And then there are others that want it to be industry only. Um, and I'm sure there are some that are really conflicted and feel both ways um, because it's a very complicated issue. Um, and this mass exodus from the uh, from E3 has been happening for years now. I mean, the reality is EA was one of the first to stop. Um, they bailed. And now they hold an E3 adjacent event called EA Play. And that's been a couple of years now. Um, and Microsoft doesn't hold, doesn't have any space on the E3 show floor now because they have all of their stuff set up at the Microsoft Theater, which is literally just down the road from the LA Convention Center. Um, and now this will be the second year in a row that Sony has just not gone. Um, and realistically, the year before they were there, but uh, we were there with them and you know, they really didn't have a lot going on. Um, so this is incredibly challenging. Um, I, they obviously need to do something, uh, the ESA does, in order to maintain it you know, and make some significant changes. And I think a big piece is they just need to decide, are they gonna be a fan event or not? Um, one of the biggest issues is that they decided to have this massive convention in one of the most expensive cities to exist in, in the world. LA is crazy expensive, so it makes it really hard, you know, even if they wanted to open it up to Gamescom levels of fans, LA couldn't 
it just couldn't happen. I mean, it would be very expensive. It'd be very crowded. Um, LA has other stuff going on, right? Like they just, it just would be a mess. Um, so I, I think moving is probably in the cards, um, where they move, who knows, but I think moving would probably help. Um, but the reality is like these big stage shows and the big floor presence, um, that's not how you reach people anymore. The internet has kind of democratized how you, um, put stuff out, right? Like the reality is there are game companies that don't attend E3 at all. And they put out trailers for their games during E3 and then they hang out at home and eat pizza, right? Like, or they get back to work on their game. Like, they don't participate in the E3 hype. They just let the wave follow them. And I think that's never going to go away, right? Like, the the E3 quote-unquote hype of, you know, releasing all these things kind of all at once, um, there's an advantage to doing that, right? Like, it helps smaller audience, smaller games kind of get elevated. Um, but at the same time... Sony doesn't have to put out a, a state of play or any kind of press conference during an event. Um, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, um, and own the conversation PR-wise for a couple of days. Uh, whereas at E3, you know, if you make an announcement um, and somebody else makes a cooler announcement, and that might even just be inexplicable as to why it is cooler, um, your stuff gets buried. So it's really, you know, it's a balancing act. And it's interesting to see how all of it gets moved or how all of it progresses. Um, man, is this... Uh, when when they took last year off, because Sony took last year off too. And when they took that off, I was convinced it was because they just didn't have anything to show. And that made sense to me. And that's even something that they said. They said they didn't have a lot of new stuff to show and they didn't want to take a chance at dealing with a very discerning public who was giving them crap anyway for kind of showing off the same stuff year after year. Well, now they will have stuff to show, right? Because they have a PlayStation 5 and they have its launch titles um, and they should be able to show that off and therefore going in again. So that kind of throws a lot of that out the window. It wasn't just because they didn't have anything. That was just kind of a spin or a way to look at it. Now it's because they just don't want to do it. <laughs> um, and it makes sense. It's crazy expensive. Um, you know, and you can do your own thing elsewhere. I, I would be surprised if they couldn't take the budget from like one E3 and put them at, you know, 10 other events that are smaller elsewhere. It just wouldn't stun me at all. So, yeah, man, Sony is bailing on E3. E3 as a ship is sinking. Um, I'm not entirely convinced it's over. I mean, the reality is there is a way to correct and right that ship. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not the ESA has the foresight and the strength of will to actually do it. I think the first step is they got to move. I know I'm rambling a lot. It's This is just, you know, they've got to move and not be in LA. They can move somewhere cheaper. I mean, Gen Con's in Indianapolis, you know? Like, they could, they could go anywhere. Anybody can fly. Um, and being someplace where it's a little cheaper to be um, would certainly encourage 
bigger fan participation. If they turned it into a Gen Con, or not a Gen Con, like a, a Gamescom, or Gen Con 2, right? They made it one of these bigger, massive fan events that could attract a lot of these big um, companies right back. Um, and who knows? So um, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and share this into the community. You can go to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's possible to save E3? Or is this just a death spiral that will never uh, that they will never recover from? And what do you think is going to rise up from the ashes? Um, I'd, I'd love to hear that. So I do hope you guys have a wonderful day. Uh, I am looking forward to recording an episode of the Mothership Podcast tonight with Amanda and Linda, where we're going to talk about our board games of the year. So uh, for 2019, obviously. So I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to get your family game on. Bye now.